Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Bulletin. It's Tuesday afternoon, six points clear, four games to go. It's been another mental week in the cinch. That's the cinch premiership. Um, hope none of you two guys have any tape on you just now. Um, there's been managers putting Heaton off, starving, um, and Roy Keane might return to the league. Absolutely crazy week, but the Celts are six points clear, four games to go. Patrick, want to come to you first, both you and I. Attended a fundraiser at Celtic Park uh, as part of Team Axum. Lawrence, you were across the water in the Emerald Isle um, for the great Willie Mealy, um, Celtic's first ever manager. It was a great night and Martin O'Neill was in top for me. Absolutely. Uh, fantastic night, fantastic cause. Um, 
me and you had a great time. I'm sure everyone else did as well. Um, and it's just it's, it's good that the, the the club is willing to sort of host these things and uh, help raise money for for such a great cause because. You know, he, he's a massive figure, one of the biggest in the club's history, undoubtedly. You know, over 40 years he was the manager. Mm-hmm. A, a plethora of trophies. Um, you know, it's hard to rank him alongside people like Jockstein and Martin O'Neill because there was no European competition at the time. There wasn't even a League Cup, so quite hard to judge. But he's definitely up there as one of the club's top managers and one of the club's most important figures. Uh, and, you know, it was a great night. I'm sure they, they raised a lot of money and the statue will be built. In Uri next April, which was an unofficial yes. European Championship. But did, I mean, get ten replays and, and we won it and topped them off. But you know, it was the unofficial European Championship at the time. So that is fourteen for the Pets Cup. Yep, there we go. Lawrence in the old day history statue there. Um, but of course, not the only statue. Hopefully, getting built. Uh, very shortly, the Birmingham Neil Committee. Um, if you check them out on Facebook, Twitter, they're all there. Are looking at August this year to put the statue up for for Caesar and Belsall too. So it's all happening. All those kind of COVID delays and stuff are all catching up with us. And you know, well done to everybody involved. Obviously, somebody part of Team Axom, Stevie Mullen, well done to him for organising a great night. Uh, Peter Martin for hosting it, and, and Martin and the old are coming along. It was really really good to hear from the old gaffer. I get to manage a wee quick conversation with him, and it was really you know top form on the on Friday night. So yeah, a great night, great cause. Thank you to everyone at the the Willie uh, Statue Committee in Newry. Um Lawrence, it's it's less than, than forty hours uh, since we defeated Ross County in, in Dingwall. Um I thought we started very, very well in the game, really, really quick rotations. We looked sharp. Um you know, all those things in the media during the week about our a response and maybe looking leggy and, you know, certain journalists saying I've Celtic got the bottle. You know, it was the the start to the game that I was really hoping for. And we could have had far more goals in that first half. What well, at the start of the game, I'm not take it. Not talking about the the, the, the well, tackles that the ref is letting go. <laughs> I'm, I'm just been in. No. We'll come uh, to Kevin Clancy, but I just mean from our perspective, just to be able to play football at the start of the game. Oh, the, the, listen, it was uh, uh, great. Uh, you know, I just talked about getting his teams at form at the right part of the season. Almost a full squad to pick from. You know, we're looking really fluent. Jota back in form. Uh, four games to go. 12 points to play for. You know. When this weekend, it's really all over, isn't it? Uh, you know, where else would, would, would you want to be playing? This weekend, Celtic Park. Uh, I think if it's anything like the last time we played them at Celtic Park, I think it will be. You know, it'll be wrapped up first half. That would be nice. It would certainly be nice for the nerves. Um, I, I was nervous during the whole match, Patrick, um, and, and Dingwall and Sunday, even though I thought we were in you know, complete control. You, could, you come back, you watch the game, it was completely dominant. But you're always worried, you know, a foul on the edge of the box and a big lumped in ball and the Ross County are quite a, a fair-sized team. But just to kind of touch on, you know, the rotations at the start of the game I thought were absolutely excellent from us. And um, the first goal is absolutely terrific. It's great to see those two linking back up again. Absolutely, you know it's a <clears throat> it's an absolutely fantastic ball for uh, from Jota. I, I thought he should have played it to Ralston actually, and so that Ralston could get the cross in. But he he sort of makes a wee move, and I don't know how he gets it past the defender, but he gets it up over, and it's it's perfect for Kyogo. And you know I don't know what you two thought, but 
I was in the pub watching the game and I said, you know, that's Larson-esque, the way that he sort of hangs up in the air and almost waits for the ball to come to him and then heads it into the opposite corner because he gets some height on his jump. You know, he's obviously not the tallest uh, striker, um, but it was a wonderful goal and, you know, as you were saying about the first half, he probably should have had a second. Um, or a third. Aye, a third time. But, you know, the key, it's a mix between a good save and a poor shot, in my opinion, because the keeper spills it and he quickly gets his, his leg to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought we played fantastic, eh, especially in the first half. Um, it felt nervous at the time, but when you look back in the game, it's I don't think we ever looked really like conceding. Um, and I thought, Two nothing was a deserved uh, a deserved scoring. Yeah, I thought we looked very assured in the game. We played our stuff, um, and we were unlucky. Just not for it to be a, a few more and everybody to be a bit more relaxed. But listen, we got there in the end, and that was the important thing. And um, Lawrence, just to kind of come back on that, you know, the time Kyogo was up in the air was nearly as long as I was waiting. And Patrick buying me a pint on Friday night, so just a pity <laughs> uh, you, you weren't there. Um, but. Listen, even the ball, I think, you know, to go back, the ball from Callum McGregor, Lord, it's absolutely top class, just that vision. Uh, again, I don't think he's getting enough praise this season. You know, coming back with that really bad injury to his face, we see him still with the mask on. He's played through it. Again, as you've already touched on, he took a really bad challenge at the start of the game, but he just gets up. He did it last week with Lundstrom, um, who, you know, is making that a big deal in the end of his season. Um, but, yeah. Callum McGregor, another top-class performance. That's a great ball out to Jota for the goal. Yeah, he's just unstoppable, Callum, isn't he? Yeah, surely shoe in for Player of the Year, but but we'll wait and see. You know, was you know last game was hard was hard for us. Uh, I believe the papers this one was nervy, but if you look at the stats, you know it was anything but. No, uh, I think counted one shot on target. It's not going to be, be the most nervy of games with, with that kind of start. Uh, goal rolled off. I, I've not heard the head of referees come out, but it looked as if it should have stood on the kind of VAR comparisons I've seen. Looks as if Kyogo was onside. So, great three points, you, you know, to go away to, which a hard place to go uh, and, and control the game so well, control control it so easily. Yeah, it's a very, it's a you know, long travel up, um, and it's a difficult place to go. They've did very, very well this season. The, the turnaround's been excellent. Um, Charles Cook, of course, is the, the top goal scorer in the league. Patrick, it didn't really bother us too much. And I think just to come in on this, another Patrick, Patrick Dolan in the comments is saying he thought that we used the subs very well on Sunday. We'll, we'll come to that uh, very shortly. Um, but similarly, need to do the same on Sunday, starting at high tempo is key and then keep up the high tempo via subs. Patrick, what's your take on that? Because I thought, as I've already touched on, the rotations between players were excellent. A really high tempo. I thought for a wee part of the second half, it would be dropped off a bit, but it's Celtic part against Rangers in the last game and the 3 0 uh, victory. You know, it was a high tempo for that first half, and you know, by half time, it was game over. Yeah, and you know, I don't think we've done that well with substitutions this year. You know, we've seen them, we've seen Ange bring on two or three players at a time, and it sort of unsettled the team a wee bit at times. It's sort of taken the rhythm out of the game. Um, you know, if you're to find a flaw with Ange, that might be one of them. It's a pretty minor one, but there you go. Um, but no, as you as you said, he, he used the subs very well, and it does help that we've got players who we can trust and who are of good quality who can come into the team and just keep on playing at such a high tempo. Because obviously, up until about a month ago, we were relying on guys who you wouldn't really trust to start the game, so it's a bit of a worry to bring on. Um, but you know, Rogic, um 
I, I didn't want to see him start because I thought he was poor last weekend, but when he came on, he done really, really well. Um, Abada comes on and gets the assist. Um, you know, it, it's good to see these guys uh, get game time, contribute, and keep the performance levels high. I think uh, Big Jackal might be claiming that assist, by the way, because he's the man that gets the touch onto the crossbar, so you might be claiming Oh, I bet enough, I. You know, so I think I you'll be apologize. claiming it. Um, Lawrence, you know, Abertagli in there, Drogic, O'Reilly, Kyogo, Giacomakis, who starts in the title decider. Um, you know, it's great that we can have these conversations. It's great that, that you know, these discussions are happening. We're not talking about, you know, the, the point that we were at before Christmas. You know, I, I looked back in one of those interviews with Ange after the St. Martin game. There was a bit of a overreaction from certain quarters of, you know, the media and, and whatnot. But, you know, he, he said, I don't race players, mate. You know, I only pick my strongest team. But it's great that, you know, what we added in January, the quality has certainly give us, given us that lift. Um, Kyogo, it was his 17th goal of the season on on Sunday. It's a fantastic header, as his Patsy already alluded to. He probably could have had two or three. Um, it's an offside goal that is an offside. And then there's a volley and the one that, that the goalkeeper drops. And, you know, I don't know how Laidlaw saves it, but, but another, I thought it was really, really good to see him back in. He's got minutes under his belts. Um, what, what's your thoughts on this one, Jacko or, or Kyogo? At 45 minutes each, you, you, you know. I, I think both of them will get game time in it. Uh, there's no doubt. Just the way, the way Ange uses his subs, it's normally the forward players that, that change. But, yeah, it, it's great to look, see him looking so, so sharp and, you know, the ones but cracking header. I'd probably start Kyogo, you know, I, I think he's still the number one, you know, both of it. I think he's still the number one forward. Yeah, um, uh, Patrick, it's not been not been easy to forget how good a football player he is because, you know, what he did in that first part of the season, you know, the two goals in the cup final, um, the goals in Europe and whatnot, hat-tricks, etc. Obviously, I've got my Kyogo t-shirt on, I've brought right into the propaganda of Kyogo Furuhashi. Um, but, yeah, it was great to see him back on Sunday. I thought, you know, getting thrown at that semi-final, he hadn't had a lot of game time. We'd only seen him for a small part of the game uh, against St. Johnson the week previous. Obviously, he played that delightful ball over the top. I know you've not been on since the, the semi-final. But, you know, I think Sunday suited him a bit better. Um, and I thought it linked up really, really well with O'Reilly. And the goal that, you know, we've spoken about that gets chopped off for offside is what I think Celtic can be looking to exploit in these final four matches is that ball in behind teams. Because with players, you know, with Maeda, Jota, and Kyogo, that ball in behind, um, it really is effective. And players like O'Reilly and probably Tom Rodgick can, and obviously Callum McGregor, you know, Hitati, um, can pick those passes out, no bother. Yep, 100%. You know, I didn't think he looked he looked fit um, in the semi-final against Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't... I thought, I mean, the whole team sort of dropped off after 90 minutes and we'll not dwell on that game too much but I didn't think he looked fit and uh, it was good to see him back at his best up at Dingwall because you know he was back to his best closing guys down getting on the end of chances his movement was exceptional uh, giving other players space to sort of pick up the ball and get a shot off um, but i delighted to have him back and it's a shame that we're only going to get another four games out of him really you know it's a, it's a shame we missed him I mean Obviously, we haven't lost a domestic game um, since he's been out um, the, the four months he was out, but it's just a shame that we've only got to see 
maybe only 50% of the season with Kyle going the team because, you know, we're really hitting form and we've hit form at several points without him. Um, but, you know, he'll, he'll get a long rest over the summer as will um, our three January signings who have had a season and a half to play. And hopefully next season they're all fit and firing from the word goal because we're going to have an extended summer with no qualifiers, fingers crossed. Um, and it'll, it'll be fantastic to see Celtic for the first time in what feels like forever without a, a, a plethora of qualify, qualifying rounds to go through. Yeah, we don't have that worry. We, we hope. And I don't think we will have that worry, even though Villarreal still are in the Champions League, but hopefully... Um, and Wednesday night, that, that's put to bed well and truly, as much as I'm not usually the biggest fan of uh, other English teams, obviously Manchester United doing well in the competition. I certainly want Liverpool to put Villarreal out of the competition. Um, just to <coughs> give a shout out to Thomas from Australia and um, from everyone at Axom, we are thinking about you, so um, I've got a wee text everyone, so just to give a shout out to Thomas. Um, but we've got a comment here um, any news on Beaton? Um, as far as I'm led to believe, I think he's seen a specialist possibly at the weekend. So I, I don't know what the situation is with Neil Beaton. He dropped, obviously, out of the team for the semi-final, wasn't on the bench. Um, and not at the bench at the weekend. So not too sure what's going on there. Again, it would be a shame. Just what, what you've said, Pat, obviously not as effective as probably Kyogo Furahashi, but he's had a very good season near Beaton and probably deservedly of playing out the final four games but um, not too sure what that situation is um, yep Mark's coming in what you're saying there Pat it is going to be a long summer without Celtic and almost even though we don't like the qualifiers at least it means we get to watch Celtic earlier in the season but hopefully the pre-season is decent um, and we can just enjoy that and as you say Pat hopefully we're, we're heading into this prepared um, Lawrence just to come back to you in this Jacko and, and, and Kyogo chat um Another comment coming on. Jackie Marcus is brilliant, but Kyogo is Kyogo. Um, again, what's your thoughts on this? Because obviously, and the 3 0 game at Celtic Park and the 2 1 game at Ibrox, Jacko started. He played very, very well in both games. He gave us something different. He really um, held up play, was doping deep for the ball, and he just he tormented Goldson and Bassey, who had a marginal play at the weekend after Balligan get sent off at the weekend is there any kind of worry that if you do play Kyogo through the middle you know just by the physicality of the game that he might get you know, you know the way Rangers played and again this, this comes back to refereeing um, with the way that Celtic players were treated in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup if the same kind of hatchet job as the approach on Sunday that it might be better to play Jackie Marcus up top just to match the physicality I think we're both of them are coming back from injury, so I, I, you know whoever starts, I think it's going to be replaced by the other during the game. You know, yeah, Yakimakis is uh, is more f- physical, but I think Kyogo's movement, his skill, yeah, I just think you know it's he, better uh, control of the ball. I think you know he might draw more fouls, he might uh, force the referee into making decisions. Yeah, who knows, but. You know, if you're both fit, you could maybe play Maeda, Yakamakis, Kyogo, drop Jota. And, you know... No, you can't him. drop Jota after the weekend. Come on. Yeah, think about, about a closing Not down. That front three would do. You know what I mean? And that's Jota's first good game in a, in a while, mate. But, 
We don't have them both fit, so yeah, not both fully fit. So yeah, I, I think both of them are going to get time. You know, whoever starts is going to be replaced by the other during the game. Yeah, there will be rotation up there. Um, most definitely will be rotation. That is, and you know, we we do rotate, um, and that there will be rotation. And just to come back to the comments, one of our comments reminding us: fifty-three years ago today, Celtic four Rangers nil. Um, Billy McNeil, Bobby Lennox, George Corley, Stevie Chalmers, the treble. Yep, all within twenty-eight days. And um, good to hear that a shout out because it's always important to remember your history. Martin's came in here in the comments to see you think if we win the league at Dundee I think it'll be well wrapped up before that I think if we win on Sunday that's basically it done and Hearts would probably just be a party but um, yeah Patrick surely you couldn't top Jota for the weekend he's registered I think his goal contributions goal contribution every 118 minutes in league play for Jota um, I wouldn't drop him personally <clears throat> um, I, I would still look to sign him Um I don't think he's top priority, but I would still look to, to get him as a, as a permanent player. And I, I think he'd still got to do that if he started dropping him in the last four games. Mm. Um, obviously, I think you two would both agree with me that Carter Vickers is the priority in the summer. Um, but, you know, if we're getting 35 million Champions League money, which we will, um, assuming Liverpool reach the Champions League uh, final, then I think you need to try and sign both players. Um but I, I would go with, if I just talk about the front three, I would go with Kyogo, um, Jota and probably Maeda. Just just the same front three. Because although Jota is definitely a left winger, so is Maeda, or a left forward, whatever you want to call it. And they can switch. You know, we were talking about it during the game uh, on Sunday. You know, it's a new Lennon masterclass, switch the wingers halfway through a game. Oh, yeah, and it works, and by the way. It does, it does especially when they can both play. I mean... Maeda's main job is to press the ball. Jota's main job is to provide chances for the striker, you know, and they can both do it from either side. Um, so I, I, w- I would keep the same front three, if I'm being honest. Um, another comment coming in here saying that Jota hasn't contributed in the big games. Uh, Declan, exclamation mark. Kyogo Maeda, Jackie Marcus to start. Well, I would, you know, hit back at that. You know, he scored the winner at Petodian, what was a big game. In, in February, um, and he's contributed, you know, many assists, many goals this season. So, no, I think it'd be very unfair to take Jota um, out of the team at the weekend. I thought it was excellent on Sunday. Really, really looked sharp. And again, uh, we see how good he can, you know, partner up with Kyogo for the hashes. So yeah, uh, Jota for me out in the wing. Um, Lawrence O'Reilly came in on Sunday. Again, looked sharp. I've already spoke about. You know, he's great for playing those ball in behind. He's got great delivery from from set pieces. I'm our Tommy Rogic. Um, Rogic, a lot of joy at Ibrox in this space, but game at Hamden, Bassey was touched tight to him. And again, he's a player, you know, we, we all know Tom Rogic really, really well. He's been at Celtic such a long time. He's not an aggressive player, but you could see he was getting frustrated at the game in the semi final just with the way that, that Bassey and other Rangers players were treating him. What would you go with, O'Reilly or, or, or Rogic in there on Sunday? I'd, I would stick with Rogic, uh, I think. Yeah. We need a bit of experience in there. You know, it's a big game. Win this one, we win the league. And I think, you know, even if you draw this one, the, the, the league's done, as long as you don't re- lose. So I think, yeah, Roger can there over O'Reilly. But, but again, you know, it's a change that you'd expect to get made during the game. So you would expect to see O'Reilly for Roger at some point. Yeah, it's one of the players that, you know, I know he's been doing 90 minutes, but it's is a change that you'd think Ange would make, and it's the same with the four, you know, all the four positions, I think. 
we're likely to see them changed up. But for me, yeah, go for Roger, go for his experience. Uh, you know, if he was getting frustrated at the semi-finalist treatment, you know, m- m- maybe Celtic Park's the this weekend's the, the time to take out his frustrations. I'm sure Billibet can do. Yeah, a bit of redemption. He likes a goal against Rangers Pass. It was your thoughts on this one, O'Reilly or Rogic? Um, it's a difficult one because, you know, I was I wanted to keep the you know, the game in February where we beat them three nothing. I was sticking with the same midfield for the game at Ibrox. Um but then of course Rogic starts, he gets the equalizer. I think scoring that equaliser so quickly was very, very crucial. And you know, McGregor makes the goal but Rogic puts it in. Um and then Last weekend, he's he was a very poor player. I thought for the what was it fifty three minutes or so he was on the park. I thought it was mm. pretty awful actually. Um, it's a difficult one because I think he, he turns up eight times out of ten. You just don't know when he's going to when he's going to have that one one howler every so often. So I don't know. I, I'm tempted to stick with O'Reilly, but I wouldn't take issue with Roderick starting, especially no. with his record against Rangers. Um, it's a toss of a coin, really. Um, but I personally would start O'Reilly. Yeah, it's a toss of a coin for me too. Um, I like both players a lot. You know, We know what Tom Roderick can do in these derby games. Um, O'Reilly played very, very well in the derby game. Um, at the start of February, he came on. Ibrox came off very quickly. I thought he made the difference off the bench um, in the semi-final for a large part of the game. Um, but, yeah. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Again, it's a, it's a tricky one because both players can be effective. Both players are, are top-quality players. Again, we've not seen too much of... Uh, O'Reilly with Kyogo, but you can see, you know, I've, I've touched on that goal, you know, that should have been, and that, that both players can link up very well. So, again, it's really the flip of a coin. I wouldn't be too downbeat whoever starts in there. Um, again, you know, Patrick, we've mentioned that the subs there are Lawrence. So, come to you on this. We saw Jack Amakis, Abad, and Roger came on first, and then David Turnbull came on for Hatati. I thought that the subs at the weekend were very, very effective. And, um, Jack Amakis came on, I thought he made a bit of a difference in the game because it did become a bit scrappy, I thought, on Sunday in that second half for a part of it. And um, it just gives you such a different outlet and he's a great player to, to have in your team, whether he starts or comes off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... I'm sorry, when you go along. <laughs> sorry, no, it's, it's definitely a different prospect for the defence. Uh, something different for them to worry about, isn't it? It's, he's a lot more physical, probably the, the kind of outer forwards is the only one you'd term as the having a physical presence, isn't it? You know, that's maybe going to work them up. Is I wouldn't have thought, yeah, that's not the oldest game, is it? It's going to be the most of the centre forward just now. Um, on the wings, I'm serious about, uh, you know, if Kogel 
Yakimakis and neither of the Titans have failed three. Especially Juranovic out, because Tony Lowe is maybe going to need a wee bit more help defensively. I'm not too sure that, that Yota does a lot defensively, does a lot of work at all. I don't think he's uh, the hardest working player there. But we'll see, and I think, you know, Taylor and Maeda have got a good link up. So if Yota's in front, front of Ralston, you know, Ralston could be in for a pretty torrid time. Hope not. Again, you know, Patrick's spoken about the switch of the wingers and it does work and even if you, you know, you can switch about it. Again, I thought that, Patrick, I don't know what your thoughts on this, I thought that was something that we actually lacked um, in the semi-final, that we couldn't do that because Abada's not too comfortable going out of that left-hand side and I thought, you know, playing Maeda through the middle, we actually missed that press and just that being able to switch because is the one that does it so comfortably and, you know, Point Lawrence is making, um, Maeda's definitely the man that is the best player, you know, going forward and tracking back to help out his fullback. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as I said, I would stick with that front three because, you know, Kyogo does well pressing from the front, as does Maeda. Maeda helps track back. And I think Ralston would be fine. I mean, I don't think you'd be left at sea. You know, we've seen in the semi final Forrest failing to track back and then Welsh being stuck trying to defend against two players. I don't think. For one, it won't go to 114 minutes. Um, second, I don't think Jota would leave his man exposed that, that badly. Um, I don't know. I I think I, I'm quite comfortable with most players starting, actually. Abada, Kyogo, Yakimakis, whoever it is. Um, I just think Jota gives you something different up front. Um, you know, he can, he can take a player on, he can put a cross in, he can score a goal. I think he, he gives you something different. And as you say, when when you're switching those wingers, I don't think Abad is as comfortable on the left-hand side um, no. if you're to switch the wingers. Um, so, again, just my opinion. Um, but we'll see what Ange goes with on Sunday morning. Yeah, and, and again, it's really, really easy to forget. Abad is only 20-year-old as well, you know, and he's had an absolutely phenomenal season for Celtic. And just to clear this one up from DS1, who's came in to ask, how did Abada not make the young players shortlist, but Patterson did? I think for the football writers shortlist, as far as I'm led to believe from Stephen McGowan, um, they can only pick Scottish players. So that is why we've got Patterson in there, Doig, uh, Ramsey's in there, even Stephen Welsh has appeared on the list. So the, the player has to be uh, Scottish because I, I think, you know, with that in mind, um, Lila Abada would be an absolute shoo-in for the under-21 Player of the Year award. He's been absolutely terrific for Celtic this season. Um, and, you know, Joe Porter's come in here to say he thinks that Abada is young Player of the Year, hands down. I, I probably do imagine um, Celtic that he will get that award at Celtic. It was certainly my vote um, in, in the Player of the Year shortlist. Um, but when we're talking about Player of the Years, the PFA Scotland Team of the Year has came out. Lawrence, I'm going to come to you on this one first. I'll read it out. So the, the, the team of the year was Craig Gordon, our former um, Sable Treble winning goalkeeper in goals. Um, Captain Fantastic, Mr Penalty Man at fullback, James Tavernier, Cameron Carter-Vickers, um, John Suter, Josip Juranovic got in there, um, as well as the other fullback. The midfield three were Tom Rodic, Callum McGregor, Regan Charles-Cook, and up top was Jota, Morelos and Kyogo. Um, what's your thoughts on it, firstly? Maybe I don't pay too much attention to it. You, you know, it's... You know, the, the Jack, does Morelos 
deserve to be in the in front of Yakamakis. You know, he's had a great season. A better season than Yakamakis. I'd, I'd probably say he hasn't. It suited a, a better season than Starfelt. So definitely not, you know. So, aye, it's, you know, it's just going to be kind of a fair number of Celtic and Rangers players, but with, with the odd other one in there. But Reagan Charles Cook, you know, he's definitely a good season at Ross County. But, yeah, I, I don't pay too much attention to it, mate. You'd pay attention if you're getting a free dinner out there, though. I mean, I would pay attention to it if you were going to the nights. Maybe it'd be quite a good night out, but... Maybe a period of those nights. Uh, yeah, and it, it was free bar when I was there as well. It was a free oh, dinner. I'd suit that man, I'd suit that man down to the ground perfectly, by the way. Be right up to that bar. Patrick... Would you buy you a pint, then? Oh, <laughs> one pint, be pints and a half. Patrick, what's your thoughts on that team of the year? I think Joe Hart might be the one I would maybe look at and say... It's a bit unlucky not to be in there because, listen, Craig Gordon is Scotland's number one goalkeeper. He's had a great season at Hearts. He's obviously their captain. They do look as if they're heading for a third-place finish. But Joe Hart's been exceptional this year in his debut season at Celtic. And I put out on Twitter yesterday that I thought pound for pound he was Celtic's best signer. He's the only player in the squad that I think you couldn't take out and be quite confident you could rotate the position. Um, so what's your thoughts on that? Joe Hart in there instead of Craig Gordon? Or is Big Gordy quite a fair shout? Again, I'm going to sit in the fence here. I think it's a bit of a 50-50. I think it's a toss of a coin. Um, obviously, I'm biased. I would put Joe Hart in there. I would just have it as a Celtic 11. Um, maybe we, we can Charles Cook in there. But, um, you know, I don't think bad is in there, is he? I mean, that's a bit of a surprise. I, you know, Lawrence was saying about Yakimakis having a better season than Morelos. I think Abada's definitely had a better season than Morelos. If you look at goal contributions, I think Morelos has got 18 in the league, whereas Abada's got I think it might, might be about 20. I'm not entirely sure. Um, across all competitions, I'm fairly certain Abad has had a better season. Um, but, you know, there you go. Um, I think uh, Craig Gordon's faced a lot more shots than, you know, sort of teams around third place in the table. You know, they concede a lot more shots, but uh-huh. they don't concede as many goals, and that's probably why Craig Gordon's in there. Then again, that doesn't reflect too well on John Souter who, you know, if Hearts are conceding loads of shots every game, if there's another keeper in there, they might have finished bottom half of the table. You know, you never know. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. Um, and I think John Suter's been out for the last two months. So, yes, I, I, I would be tempted to put Starfield in there as well. But, you know, you can't complain, can you? Um, I think the six Celtic players that are in there are fully deserving of being in there. And I think there should arguably be more. Yeah, arguably could have been more. Um, but, you know... It is what it is. Eleven players there, you know, those pick them, um, and that's it. But uh, you know, I think what Patrick says the Lawrence is the six Celtic players are absolutely deservingly uh, deserving of their place in there. Whoever the six would have probably been, because we have been absolutely rampant this season. And all this chat about you know the, the poorest team to win the league is absolutely laughable. Celtic have been rampant. They've overturned a, a points margin that you know was out the question by a lot of people. And your other manager was going to get sacked by Christmas. So you know when was the last time we lost uh, a league game? You're looking at the consistency; it's been outstanding. Livingston, I think. Right? It's outstanding with you know what Andrew's done with what, what he's walked into. You know we were unlucky, an unlucky decision at Tynecastle cost us going two one up at the beginning of the season. Is it you know fifty percent of football? points for six games but he's really just got them playing as a team uh, and kicking on and do you think of players that have been out so all season 
what was great. Chris Julian, seven million pound player. That's an all season, almost. It's you know, it's not like we've been without our injury worries as well. But he's managed to get them winning and winning with some style. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, I've had I think an issue, especially in that first half of the season. Past it, we basically had an issue every week. Um, and they're about with players, injuries, internationals. I mean, if you think back to that, that period, which seems so long ago, almost at the end of January, when we went to Tynecastle, we were missing players. Um, you know, Jack and Marcus had just came back from that long injury out. O'Reilly thrown right into the mix. Um, and again, we've you know, depended on Rio Hitati and Daisy Maeda and Matt O'Reilly, maybe not as much Matt O'Reilly for long parts of the season. And again, from Hatati's comments, it's very, very hard to adjust so quickly to another country. And, you know, all the players that have come into Celtic have made a, a, a real impact. The, the, the club probably the one you know, people would say probably hasn't uh, out of Angie's signings is James McCarthy. But again, we know the whole debacle than that. But, yeah, you know, as Lawrence has seen, we've played great football and basically had an issue to, you know, challenge every week. But yet, there it is, you know, PFA team of the year and it's absolutely full of Celtic players. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic how you can be the poorest team to ever win the title, but you've also bought the title. I mean, I'm not sure how that works. I mean, we've allegedly spent, I think it was up a million every day, somewhere between 20 and 30 million to buy the title. It'll reach there by May, I think. Um, you know, Hamish covered it in 67 Hail Hail yesterday. We've had a net spend of minus 7 million. We've turned a profit of 7 million pounds, built a new team. And we started off six points behind after something like seven games or something. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, but, you know, I think we got to, we went up to Pitot. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Audrey, on the 3rd of October, six points behind and we're now six ahead with four games to go. So, you know, it, it speaks for itself really. Um, to, to turn a profit, to build a new team, um, to overcome a deficit like that and to go unbeaten, since the middle of September, it's absolutely incredible, and I, I don't know how anyone can spend their right mind and say that uh, that we're a poor team. We're an absolutely brilliant team. You know, there's still a long way to go. Andrew would say that himself, but you know, you've seen the this, this St Johnson game, the Ross County game uh, in April, in March, and then the Rangers game in February. When we turn it on, we're an absolutely phenomenal outfit, and uh, I think we fully deserve to win this title as well. See that Aberdeen yeah. you were talking about? You know, we went up there, six points behind. You know, the game of, it seemed that like, every week we were facing must-win games. Yep. I've not heard uh, any any of that chat from the press about the other side, side of the city when they're six points behind, having must-win games. You know what I mean? And there's less games to, to claw any points back on. Now, that's beginning of the season, must-win game. Yep. Well, I think I said at the time, you know, trophies are handed out at the end of the season. Yeah, he did, and we'll, we'll, you know we'll stop to that. You've seen that from the press conferences, and you know again in that game, you get the winning goal, Jota. Um, so there we go, another big game, another big goal for Jota. Just to come to this point from Joe Porter, 
he thinks we should sign Regan Charles Cook. Um, surely for league games, Lauren, I want to come to you on this point first. He's had a cracking season under Malky McKay. Um, people would probably look at, you know, already in the, the comments here, somebody's saying that they'd prefer Charles Cook to, to Forrest or Michael Johnson in our team. Um, what would be your thoughts on that? Regan Charles Cook for Celtic next season? Would it be a player you would look at? Listen, uh, I'll, I'll go with whatever Ange thinks, but in my opinion, He's had a decent season. He's worth probably running the numbers on, but I wouldn't look at players and specifically say sign him for the for the league. You, you know, I think that Ange's got bigger ambitions, and you know, you, it's sign him for the first team, isn't it? Sign him to make an impact. Sign him because they add value to the squad, not not just for you know one competition. Uh, but I know what, you, what he's maybe saying there. He's, he, he's you know he's signing is maybe not a not a superstar, but you know what? Look at some of the players we signed to. Went superstars and or as far as we knew and what they've given us, Mayeda, Kyogo, you know, and certainly knows a player when he sees one or whoever he's got scouting for him does. Uh, so you've just kind of got to be guided by him. Be interested. I know there's been some chat about you know untapped markets. I, I don't know if the, the, the Highlands constitutes that or not. I, I believe we're <laughs> going to get like a, another couple of million for. The last player from the Highlands is on the horizon. For, for Ryan yeah, Christie, Ryan Christie. Got. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. so maybe it is untapped up there. But, but I mean, it's going to be, that's going to be, I suppose, one of the main things. Ange having time to pick players, you know, not being rushed into having to build a team in a rush. So I've no doubt he's been looking at it since he's become Celtic manager and he's, he's had targets since then that. Maybe he can now go over the line with his uh, with some extra cash, but I think it's going to be but you know, just watching who he signs it and what it can do for us. And that's spot on. I agree with everything you've said there. You know, so far his track record has been absolutely exemplary. Patrick, he's been his signings have been everything we wanted and more. I think as Lawrence says that it shouldn't just be you know we can probably get a player in the league and um, we think did fairly well this season and saying yeah we'll take them to Celtic Park and. Uh, one of the things I would say there, Lawrence, is that the untapped market up there is certainly the pies that they do a, a staggy's pie they call it, and it's venison. And this is not your, your Celtic Park or what you get at Livingston. This is quality meat, by it's the way. E- um, even better than Bonnie Rig Rosie's kebab pies. Well, I've tried one of those kebab pies at Celtic Park, and they're all right. But the venison pie, absolutely top notch. So, you know, if there's anybody that does the catering for Celtic on here. Get one of those venison pies, by the way, because they're absolutely lovely. Um, but, yeah, Patrick, you know, Mark's come in here in the comments to say, what did Charles Cook do on Sunday that impressed you? I thought he had a very poor game on Sunday. Um, what, what Lawrence was saying there, I think you'd be in agreement that, you know, Andrew's obviously probably well planned ahead for the summer, likely for the next winter window too. And it's just about letting him, you know, do his stuff. Yeah, I mean... Um, I don't really like signing players to add to the squad. I, I like signing players who like to uh, compete in the first team. I think the vast majority of our signings this season have done that. Maybe because we sold 12 players in the team last season was, was pretty poor anyway. But I don't know. I, I, I'd be willing to take a punt on them for you know, maybe a million. Um, but I, I wouldn't spend much more than that And if you're going to sign a player from Scotland, I think he's probably top of the list. Maybe apart from Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen, who looks a good player. Um, 
you know, it's it's a difficult one because uh, I'm not sure he gets in the team. I'm not sure he starts ahead of Jota and Maeda. His goal record speaks for itself, but whenever he's played Celtic, he's never really, he's never shown, he's never been a, a standout player, you know. So it's I think it's a difficult one to judge. There's going to be other teams in from it's you know, he could go to you know Hibs, Aberdeen, an English team. You never know. Um, I don't think it's top of the list for us. You know, I'd be willing to take a punt on him, but I, I'm not sure he starts in the team. And you know, we've probably get. I mean, we'll have scouts in Japan. We've got scouts in. I think we've got them in Iraq and Iran by the sounds of things as well. The amount of players that were linked to us in that region in the world of the world now, um, all over Europe, no doubt about it as well. So it, it's it's not an area I'm even looking to strengthen in. If I'm Celtic, you know, I'm probably looking at defence first because apart from right back, it's very thin in the ground. It's, the three starters are probably the, the only three that you trust at the minute in that defence. Uh, you know. People are coming in the comments saying Saul backing as well. Um, yep. I'd, I'd, if you're going to sign a winger, I'd sign him ahead of Charles Cook. And you know, although Bodo went far, went far in Europe and they knocked us out, I don't think they'd be looking at too much for him. You know, I think he'd be a, a relative steal. So yeah, it's it, I don't think we'll see him at Celtic put it that way. We can well, Charles Cook. Well, I'll be interested to see. I think we're always going to probably be linked with, with Saul back in after Bodo. Um, he looked a cracking player as well. So, be interested to see. Lawrence, I'll come to you in this one. Um, we've got the, the jokes about you know the, the, the venison pie being too dear. Um, I knew that was going to come. But um, Chill Pills came in in the comments. He said, Taylor is progressing. Patrick, leave him alone. Um, Lawrence, he was absolutely outstanding, I thought, again on Sunday but it probably will be the position the manager looks towards to probably bring in another player to rotate between both. But to me, if Greg Taylor keeps his performances up, it's his jersey to lose, even if we do stand for him that area in the summer. I think that's exactly, you know, he's one of the players that Ange just singled out for praise and he's done so since early in the season. But it's... it's a, he could do with a, a bigger challenge there. You know, the, the shirt's really his own, isn't it? I, I don't... I know Scales has come over. He says he's a left centre back. He can obviously play left back as well. I don't really think he's a challenge to Taylor. So I think, yeah, Ange will be looking to, to strengthen in that position. But Taylor's been amazing. Uh, great we play for us. Is he the best left back I've ever seen at Celtic? No, but he is a very good left back for us. But centre halves, you know, I could see his, if anyone will buy Julian, I could see him leaving the building and, and strengthening mm-hmm. there. Yeah. What we're going to do with Stephen Welsh, you know, Udinese were in for him. So if we if we were knocking back there, would they come in at the end of the season? Is he somebody that we're going to look to develop? You know, he's come through the ranks, he's still fairly young, so potentially, you know, and they'll be looking and Julian will be on fairly decent money, I'd imagine. Yeah, seven million pounds we signed him for, so he will be one of the top earners at Celtic Park, absolutely. And it's it's just he's been out for so long, you know. Who's really going to come in and and making an offer. But he's going into last year's contract, so we need to do something. And I don't think there's probably, because he's been out for so long, we couldn't really offer him. Well, certainly not, not anything near the level of contract he's on just now to extend it. You know, and would you be looking at getting a decent pre season under him? Then he starts playing well, all of a sudden he's a few months away from being able to sign for somebody for free. So I, I, I think, yeah, get a left back in to compete with Taylor and, you know, See who's going to make their jersey their own, but at centre half maybe 
look at moving Chris Julian on. Get some that centre half with a bit of height, preferably, you know, a left sided centre half, although I think Starfield and Cam- Cameron Carter Vickers had a, had a cracking partnership, but they're not the tallest yeah. either of them, and they're both really right right sided centre halves. So maybe in there. At goalkeeper, what what we doing with Hazard and Duhan, Barkas, you could move all three of those, couldn't you? Is being really a back up to heart? Is that gap? It's quite a big drop in quality, isn't it? To look yes, what, I'm, that's yeah. what I said. They're a little bit pound for pound. You know, if you take Joe Hart out of our team, like, I wouldn't be confident sticking Scott being in there. No disrespect to him. Um, I know he's quite good at avoiding bottles and coins, but when it comes to the ball in the night, last season he certainly wasn't. He's quite good at doing that too. So I agree with that, Lawrence. There's a lot of um, players in there who probably could move on for their own good, probably to move their careers on. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in that department. There's plenty, you know, we'll probably spend the summer talking about these moves, um, guys moving on, guys coming in. Patrick, just to come back to this, um, we'll make my own, one of the usual Tuesday commenters came in and said he thinks a decent opposition target the left side of our defence uh, when the players, because we're weak in that area. Um, what's your thoughts on that? And just kind of that chat around Greg Taylor. Would you agree that it's his jersey to lose? And if we do sign somebody in the the summer, you know, it'll certainly probably be um, a player who has you know, one part of him and a step up in quality, and you'll see rotation in there, just like we've seen between Ralston and Juranovic, and Taylor might become something similar to, to Anthony Ralston, and that you can trust him, you can play him in games, but, you know, there's maybe a bit of a, a gap in quality between whoever maybe we might bring in. Yeah, um, I don't think he's a... I don't think it's a problem, I don't think he's a, you know... It's whether he's a weak point in the team. I think there's a lot of players in the team who are better than him. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. But, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's a weak point, you know. Um, he's come on leaps and bounds the last two or three months. I he's think since the, the Bodo Glimt game, he's been absolutely perfect, I Um and it was all sort of culminating in that goal in the semi. And we thought, you know, that was him putting us into the Scottish Cup final, winning a derby game, and then it all sort of collapsed, you know. But I, I just, I, I'm not saying that he's a problem. I just sort of want us to improve the team. And I think that's probably one of the first places you start. You know, 
And when it comes to defence, you know, you've got Ralston to back up Juranovic, but when it comes to the centre-halves, you've only really got Welsh. And then when it comes to left-back, we've, we've seen Montgomery. Uh, I think Scales wasn't fit. or uh, you know, I don't know what the story was, first half of the season. Yeah, the start of the season. Look, yeah. aye, so we've seen, Mon- we've seen Montgomery a lot, and I think that was a good move going to Aberdeen, playing at a decent level, hopefully get a lot of game time, because there's only 18 or 19 Montgomery. Um but you you seen scales there, and I thought, you know, after that Wraith Rovers game in the Cup, I don't think he's of Celtic quality. Scales, he had a good start, but I just don't think he's he's what we need. So I think you're probably looking at, you know, a centre-half or two, plus maybe a left-back. And again, as I said earlier, I think you should always aim to try and buy players who are better or can compete with what we've currently got. Um, I can't see Julian being here beyond the summer. You know, we didn't sell... Uh, Welsh in January I don't think that's because Ange sees him as a player that he's going to play often, I think it's probably just because we've got a serious lack of options, I mean Julian was injured at the time he's obviously not putting Beaton back at centre half, thank, thank the heavens um, Dane Murray he's only Probably's 17 or 18 you can't, <laughs> you can't trust Dane Murray at such a young age Um so I think he was he was keeping Stephen Welsh for cover. I like Stephen Welsh, but I'm not sure he's the quality that Celtic need. Um, so I think, you know, three out of the four defensive positions is where we really need to, uh, need to strengthen. And as you were saying about Barkas and Bain, I'm not a fan of either of them at all. I'm hoping we sign Bain on an extra year so that we can sell him this summer. If I'm being honest, that's a, that might sound harsh, but I, I don't like him as a player at all. Um, so I would certainly focus on the defence. Um in the summer transfer window. Okay, I would agree on that. Um, goalkeeper and the back four, but again, it's you know, but it's not the situation that we're coming in like last summer, but it had to be a complete massive clear out and then a complete overhaul. We've got a pretty settled team. We can add players to positions to make positions stronger. Um, it's not about shafting Greg Taylor out at left back. We want somebody to come in there, challenge him, might learn something off him, Lawrence, might make him a better player. Same goes for Joe Hart. We don't want it just to be a stick-down position where he knows that he plays every week, even though that is the case just now. Um, but it's good that we've got these options. J- just to come back to to the point about Celtic as a whole, um, this is from inside the SPFL on Twitter. A point was, was made about Celtic struggling about the, the top six. They've put this up here. They say that our record against the other five clubs in the top six this season has played 16, won 13, drawn one and lost two. And that's a goals for of 37, goals against 7 and points of 40. Just to kind of highlight how well Celtic have did against the, the, kind of, you know, the better opposition in the league this season. So, uh, And again, those two defeats very, very early on in the season in August time um, at Tynecastle and at Ibrooks. Um, Lawrence, j- just to kind of... I'd like to kind of dissect the, the quotes from, from some people after the game... Um, and said after the game, he said, well, he wasn't surprised, but very proud. He said, sometimes I sit back and just think about what this group of men have achieved in such a short space of time. The beauty of it is that they'll be back in and getting into recovery and getting ready to go again next week. Um, it's really, really good being a Celtic fan just now. And, you know, I, I think at every game I kind of stopped and just looking back at the point that we were at and where we are. And it just, it just you know, I don't think we can really describe it and at the end of the season we'll all take a, a, a seat with a cup of tea or, or whatever I know you like a Guinness like myself and just kind of sit and go what a hell of a journey that was 
this is it's amazing, isn't it? I know Jared told us it was going to be good, but yeah, I, I think it's exceeded everybody's expectations. What what Andrew's done, he, he's made the, p- the players that are here better. His signings, I, I think, almost a man have been outstanding. Uh, you know, he came in late after we've been chasing Eddie Howe about, and he didn't have a lot of time to work. But imagine, you know, he, he's had loads of time now. Uh, he'll have all summer. Uh, to plan who he's bringing in. Uh, there's a few players hitting. I think he's probably already planned, Lawrence. Uh, I don't yeah, doubt it. I'll be ongoing. Yeah, but you, you think you've got Roger, Julian, Forrest. There's a few other players going into last year of a contract, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you can get rid of, you know, Ayeti, Barkas, Bongoli, and Sorrow, would free up a load of wages. Just yeah, it would be a lot of wages. Of those kind of players that were signed for first team or not. And what he's going to do about the boys that are in the last year of the contract, like Julian, uh, Roger and Forrest, will be interesting to see because all those guys are, are big earners at Celtic. But, you know, and Ange we trust, isn't it? Uh, it's really all about Sunday. I'm sure you are going to be there with your cinch T-shirts on, uh, getting ready to celebrate, you know. I another... it's got a blow-up kangaroo to take this weekend. You should see the thing. It's massive. <laughs> I thought he didn't like this to discuss about his blow-up kangaroo. But, uh, <laughs> you know. But listen, you know, another three now in the first half, and no doubt the papers will be full of how we we lost the second half nil nil, much like the last time we played uh, the Rangers at Celtic Park. Um, Patrick, you know, as, as I touched on there, you know, we will sit down at the end of the season and go, wow. Um, I think you even do that. You know, it's a long journey down the road from Ross County for me. I was even doing that coming down the road. I think probably other Celtic fans. Um, there would be some that might have had a good refresh that weren't doing that. They were just enjoying the party. But, uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a journey. And, you know, uh, the manager must be so, so overwhelmed and enjoyed by what the players have did for him this season because they did all they've asked for him. And they are going to deliver this league championship. And it's going to be really, really sweet. 10 out of 11 uh, league championships um, is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, 10 out of 10 in front of fans. Um, you know, obviously last year was a total fluke in world football. Um, all the titles didn't count, so um, that's us done ten in a row, uh, which is just brilliant. I mean, it's a fantastic achievement. Um, no, but ten. Wanted to hear that video getting clipped now, by the way. That's <laughs> you. Okay, I was due to make follow follow one day. Uh, no, ten out of eleven is phenomenal. Um, to to do it from where we were, I think at the end of September was a real low. Um, you know, we we lost to Livingston, beat race in the League Cup, drew with Dundee United get humped 4 nothing against Leverkusen. Unfairly, in my opinion, when you look back at the game, it was a much tighter game than 4 nothing. And I think, you know, I don't I don't think any of us three wanted the manager sacked, but you do sort of have to ask questions at that point when you're on such a lull. And, um, you know, I've always said the league would be tight and Celtic would, would edge it. Um, we've got a chance to make it at least nine points um, if we win all four of our games. I thought that that's a bigger gap than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be between one and five points, but we can win it by nine if we win all of our remaining games. And I think that's a fantastic achievement. Um, I've decided to ditch the blow-up kangaroo. It's it's difficult enough getting through the turnstiles myself. They're pretty wow. tight at Celtic Park, so I'd either have to blow it up in the ground or uh, risk not getting in at all. So I'll just be leaving that at home. It's a pity. Um, you can always <laughs> take your kind of thing in your hat that you've got that... I've seen you in before. Um, I'm just going to wear it on Friday, 
Lawrence but I said nah you can't do that it's bang out your order man you can't come with that <laughs> nah. um, so he's bought right into the, the, the Aussie propaganda so don't be surprised in a few weeks time to see him sitting with the Aussie top on maybe Roger in the back of it but hey ho um, it's all worth it isn't it we're, we're enjoying ourselves um, just to kind of to go back to Kyogo um, I know somebody said that they quite like this t-shirt book I tend check it out there's a, a couple of cracking Kyogo designs on there um, as well as and alternative t-shirts I've got and cracking Kyogo stuff and sales at Canvas and there's plenty out there so, so get looking um, and the penalty spot the penalty spot's got some t-shirts Kev got some there. as well there we go there's yes. this four um, available Pen- all year don't worry I'm not interested for anybody by the way there we go like Lawrence <laughs> might be um, <coughs> Kev's in there as well he said in Kyogo Lawrence, he said, you know, Atom is quite a big chunk of the season, but he's a hell of a player. We've done well without him, but it's great to have him back. He's not 100% sharp yet. And had, and had he been, he would have uh, had a couple more today. But the goal, the goal he did get was brilliant. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, 17 goals this season he scored. But what do you think it could have been, had he been fit for the, the whole of the season? So you'd be looking at double, wouldn't you? You would be. You, you, you could be looking at finishing up. You know, being a forty-goal striker with what's left in the league, you'd be sitting. I think he'd be sitting over thirty goals just now, uh, with you not know, a few games to to hit the magic forty mark. But yeah, he's just been phenomenal. I, I thought he looked a wee bit off when he came on semi-final, but the weekend you could see he was a lot sharper. Hopefully, he's a lot sharper this weekend. Uh, it'd be great to see him get a couple. Yeah, it would be great to see him come back in. Patrick, what's your thoughts on that one? Because again, you know, um, you just see him and he just brings so much energy to that Celtic team. And honestly, he just puts a smile on my face every time I watch Celtic. The, the goal is top class. He could have had a couple more. Um, but you see him at the end. He's the, the the person that goes to the front to, you know, do the do 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 do. Um, again, I'll probably be getting a clip for that one on the old day. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not really in the mid team, you know. I've not won a game, so it gets capes for that. But um, what a hell of a player he is. And, and going forward here, we're really lucky to have him. And it'll be great to see him in these final four games. As you say, it's probably just a gutter that it's only going to be four games. But again, get him in for those four games, get some more goals under his belt, and um, get him ready for, for next season. Because he'll have his eyes in the World Cup too, don't forget. 100%. Um... Apparently that's my catchphrase, 100%. Uh, I need to stop saying that. Um, but, you know, 100%, I totally agree. Um, you know, hopefully he gets number 18, 19 and 20 at the weekend. Um, I'll settle for one, but if he got his 18, 19 and 20th goals, I'd be over the moon. Um, you know, I'd be hugging my kangaroo as soon as I got home. Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal what player. <laughs> oh, hugging, hugging, giving it a big embrace. Nearly half past one, come on. I know, it's a PG show, this. Um, no, he's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal player, and I agree with you. He definitely a hit 30 uh, this season, if he, if he was fit for the whole season. But then again, how many players go through a whole season being totally fit? You know, probably only Callum McGregor. And even then, he missed a few games, games in September. Um, I, I would say we have lost more players to injury than, than any other team there. SPL, the league, possibly, yeah. yeah. Sean Maloney might disagree in that one because he's had the, the tin tack for, you know, a, a striker that's injured and selling his best player. So I think the view I might feel a bit hard done by. But yeah, Lawrence, I think in terms of players that are so effective, 
Um, I'd say we, we'd be the team that's probably lost more than anything. Um, but again, whether that's just you know getting into the the methods of the manager, but we've heard so much about the training being really really hard. Um, I know that was the case not to come back in Liverpool. They're coming about a club show this. Um, I know JP gets it tight on Thursday for saying that it looks like him, but um, yeah, to go back to Liverpool and, and Klopp's first season, a lot of players. How do you think, how do you think Klopp into. feels in Liverpool getting it tight for looking like JP? He's like, going to get his tickets to see that band, mate. <laughs> exactly. I know. I think I would rather be in the JP's position than, than Klopp's. Um, but yeah, just to go back to Liverpool, you know, in, in Klopp's first season there, there was a lot of hamstring injuries and whatnot. I don't know if that was just players. Um, adjusting to the, the, the coaching styles of the manager. So hopefully we're over the, the hurdle of that. Anybody who is maybe going to get a hammy injury, Patrick, might have pulled up and they've had that issue. Kyogo obviously it was out for a long, long time with Jack Amakis' injury too. But hopefully that's us over that hurdle. And, you know, Frank Jimbley um, said to me the one time that I met him, you know, Angie's season always better than our second season. So I, I don't know what that means um, because... The first season delivers a, a double. Um, but, but what could that mean for next year? Obviously, you know, treble would be the, what we would like. But again, it's probably going to be an improvement in Europe. And had our squad been at the, the point that we're at just now at the beginning of the season, I don't think we'd have probably lost those games that we, we did. Or I'd maybe, you know, look back at the game against Livingston at Celtic Park and Dundee United at Celtic Park. Um. I, I mean, you know, if, if we're even better next season, then you know what what a team will be. I um, think you know it's all about um, you're sort of projecting stuff and trying to predict stuff. But you know, Hamish said in his video yesterday that if we don't make such a bad start in the first seven games, I think we dropped eleven points in the first seven games. If you don't drop those eleven points, what points total do you reach? You know, um, it's all hypotheticals. Obviously, you, you you can obviously still drop points throughout the season. We've been on a phenomenal run since October the 3rd. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if that is too, we're going to have an amazing step up. Um, you know, I was saying to you last night, if we can finish third in the Champions League group stages, should we get there and drop down into the Europa League? You know, if a Scottish team can make a semi-final this season, I don't see why we, why we can't go all the way next season. Um, you know, obviously they're getting a lot of luck at the minute, but it, it's exciting. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously joking. I don't expect us to win the Europa League next season, but the step up... Oh, it's Champions League, isn't it? <laughs> ah, of course. <laughs> How silly of me. Uh, no, you know, it, it is exciting. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have said that, you know, the second season is always better than the first. So, you know, sky's the limit, hopefully. Um, I really hope that we back him in the summer because, in my opinion, we didn't really back Brendan Rodgers in his second summer transfer window. We got the Champions League money, we never spent it, I don't think. Apart from we, the Champions, it's the only real major signing, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you're forgetting Johnny Hayes, of course. Um, but, you know, apart from him and Hayes... The flying um, Irishman. <laughs> we, we get two good loan players, you know, Roberts and Edward. Um, but, again, I thought, you know, it's what Alex Ferguson always says, you always need to rejuvenate the squad, break up a winning team. And I think you need to do that. You just need to constantly look to improve the side. You can't stand still because there is no standing still. It's forward or backwards and, you know, we need to keep moving forward. Yeah, we want to be relentless. We want to be successful. As You know, everything about Celtic Football Club, I, I watched a clip the other day um, from, from Tommy Burns' testimonial dinner and he talks about, you know, the, the championships that he won as a player there in, in Cups and 
and he followed that by saying, you know, we, every other year we finish second in the league, or we're in the, the final of the cup. He says, but here, you're ashamed of that. You know, it's not what we talk about. Nobody talks about that at Celtic. It's about winning trophies and championships um, and writing yourself into history. Some of these Celtic players have already written themselves well into history. Some are becoming new legends and it's great to see that unfold. Thank you to everybody for joining us and, and this Tuesday afternoon. Hope the next week we're, we're all smiling and it's nine points clear. Um, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, but thanks to everybody for joining us. If you've watched the video, please do give it a like. Um, if you've not already, please do subscribe to the channel for plenty more Celtic content. Just before we go, gents, can we get who you would start on, on Sunday? I, I would go with Joe Hart and goals. Uh, Ralston right back to you have been injured Staffel, Vickers, Taylor midfield three of McGregor I think we're going to pursue with Hatati. we'll probably play um, Rodic in there just purely for, for you know he's good in these games but you know again flip the coin like what Patrick said and up top Jota, Kyogo and Maeda for me um, Lawrence I'll, I'll get yours just before we go Hart starts Cameron Cat Vickers Starfield, Ralston Taylor I, I don't think that there's any choices at the back Callum is your number six. I'd start at Rogic. I'd maybe throw in uh, Turnbull from the start. I think Hattachi's just mm. been off it. So it be Cobble from them up front. Just Maeda's got to start. And just because uh, Kyogo and Gigi are both coming back, I would start Kyogo and draw it on the wing. And it, that lets us know. Patrick? Um, I would go with Hart, you know, uh, Ralston. Starfield, Carter Vickers, Taylor, obviously, um, McGregor, Hatati under Riley, um, and I would stick with the front three of Maeda, Kyogo, and Jota. Yep, we'll see. Um, it's, it's in, and we trust trust the process. The process is about to, to finish for this season, but it's certainly not done. One chapter is about to end, and we'll get on to next. As again, thanks to everybody for commenting. The whole, all your comments are really, really appreciated. I hope you have a great day. And thank you for joining myself, Dave McConville, Patrick McGill, Lawrence Conley on A Celtic State of Mind. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details it's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. 
the best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.